Hello, my name is Danielle Casey, Senior Pastor of Triumphant Love Lutheran Church located in Austin, Texas. I would like to welcome you as part of our family as you join us for the audio portion of our Sunday morning worship service today. You may also choose to watch this service as a video broadcast by looking for the YouTube link in the description of the podcast. You may also go to our website, tllc.org, and look for the recorded Sunday worship service. Through this website, you can also find out more information about our congregation. Join us now as we begin our service with a musical prelude. Hello and welcome to Worship Where You Are with Triumphant Love Lutheran Church in Austin, Texas. I am Pastor Danielle Casey and we are delighted to have you joining us for this first Sunday of Lent. Just a few announcements and reminders. We continue to gather your prayer requests, so send those in to the church office or give us a call. We also appreciate you continuing to send in your offerings, whether that's electronically or via snail mail. And offering envelopes for 2021 are available here at the church for pickup. Of course, Lent is a season that lasts 40 days, so if the cold snap of weather kept you at home and safe, we hope it did, we do still have Lenten devotions here that you can pick up throughout the season of Lent for your own scripture prayer and study. And now we turn to begin this service with a confession and forgiveness. 
Blessed be the Holy Trinity, one God, the keeper of the covenant, the source of steadfast love, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. God hears us when we cry out from the crossroads of life and draws us close in Jesus Christ. Let us return to the one who is full of compassion. Fountain of living water, pour out your mercy over us. Our sin is heavy and we long to be free. Rebuild what we have ruined and mend what we have torn. Wash us in your cleansing flood. Make us alive in the spirit to follow in the way of Jesus as healers and restorers of the world you so love. Amen. Beloved, God's word never fails. The promise rests on grace by the saving love of Jesus Christ, the wisdom and power of God. Your sins are forgiven. God remembers them no more. Journey in the way of Jesus. Amen. We sing.
The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Let us pray. We join in praying a prayer based on Luther's morning and evening prayer. Holy God, Heavenly Father, in the waters of the flood you saved the chosen, and in the wilderness of temptation you protected your Son from sin. Renew in us the gift of baptism. May your holy angels be with us, that the wicked foe may have no power over us. Through Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. I now invite our young people to gather around for a children's message. Hello, it is very good to be with all of you today after a pretty crazy week. I know that some of you, like me, had times where your power was out, times where water wasn't running, times when there was no internet connection. It may have felt a little bit like we were in a wilderness, which is fitting because Today, in our gospel text, that's where we find Jesus. But before he gets there, he is somewhere else that is very important for us to remember. Mark's gospel is told in a very fast, compact way, and so it goes from one place to another in fast succession. And we hear that today as we begin with a reminder of Jesus, what? What do I have over here? Yeah, Jesus' baptism. Maybe you can remember a little bit about your baptism, or maybe someone has told you about the time when the water was poured down on your head and the Holy Spirit came and you were marked with the cross of Christ and sealed by the Holy Spirit. And the congregation confessed that they would support and uplift you throughout your growth in faith. And right after that happens for Jesus, right after he hears God speaking and saying, you are my son, the beloved, with you I am well pleased, that same spirit that came down in his baptism whisks him away out into the wilderness, a place where he is tempted by the evil one, a place that is barren and dry and sandy and dusty where there are 
trees and maybe little else. No water, no food, nothing but God's presence to sustain him. And when we go into Lent, we base our time in Lent on the 40 days Jesus spent in the wilderness. We have our Lenten season last 40 days because of that. And often I feel like it's a little bit of a crossroads. A crossroads is one of those places where two roads intersect. You maybe have seen them when one of your parents are driving. One road's coming this way and another's going that way. It's almost like the baptism happened and then the wilderness happened. And we see for us that that is true too. Baptism doesn't protect us and keep us from the difficult things that happen in life, from the difficult places of the wilderness like we experienced this past week. But the spirit that was in one is also in the other, as Jesus found. And we also have something special to guide us through that crossroads. It is the cross of Jesus, which takes us from one to the other, as Christ stretched out his arms and made of himself a crossroads for us. Will you pray with me? Our hands we fold, our heads we bow. It's time to talk to God now. Dear God, thank you for Jesus, who gives us the gift of baptism and is with us in the wilderness. Amen. Go in peace. Serve the Lord. Thanks be to God. Our service continues with our readings for today. Please join me in reading Psalm 25, verses 1 to 10. To you, O Lord, I lift up my soul. O my God, in you I trust. Do not let me be put to shame. Do not let my enemies exalt over me. Do not let those who wait for you be put to shame. Let them be ashamed who are wantonly treacherous. Make me to know your ways, O Lord. Teach me your paths. Lead me in your truth and teach me. For you are the God of my salvation. For you I wait all day long. Be mindful of your mercy, O Lord, and of your steadfast love, for they have been from of old. Do not remember the sins of my youth or my transgressions. According to your steadfast love, remember me for your goodness sake, O Lord. Good and upright is the Lord. Therefore, he instructs sinners in the way. He leads the humble in what is right and teaches the humble his way. All paths of the Lord are steadfast love and faithfulness for those who keep his covenant and his decrees. Word of God, word of life. Thanks be to God. A reading from the first book of Peter. For Christ also suffered for sins once for all, the righteous for the unrighteous, in order to bring you to God. He was put to death in the flesh, but made alive in the spirit, in which also he went and made a proclamation to the spirits in prison, who in former times did not obey, when God waited patiently in the days of Noah, during the building of the ark, in which a few, that is eight persons, were saved through water. And baptism, which this prefigured, now saves you, 
not as a removal of dirt from the body, but as an appeal to God for a good conscience through the resurrection of Jesus Christ, who has gone into heaven and is at the right hand of God with angels, authorities, and powers made subject to him. Word of God, word of life. Thanks be to God. Please rise for the reading of the gospel. Listen, listen, God is calling through the word inviting, offering forgiveness, comfort, and joy. Listen, listen, God is calling through the word inviting, offering forgiveness, comfort, and joy. Jesus gave his mandate, share the good news, that he came to save us and set us free. Listen, listen, God is calling through the word inviting, offering forgiveness, comfort, and joy. Listen, listen, God is calling through the word inviting, offering forgiveness, comfort, and joy. The Holy Gospel according to St. Mark, the first chapter. In those days, Jesus came from Nazareth of Galilee and was baptized by John in the Jordan. And just as he was coming up out of the water, he saw the heavens torn apart and the spirit descending like a dove on him. And a voice came from heaven, you are my son, the beloved, with you I am well pleased. And the spirit immediately drove him out into the wilderness. He was in the wilderness 40 days, tempted by Satan, and he was with the wild beasts, and the angels waited on him. Now after John was arrested, Jesus came to Galilee, proclaiming the good news of God and saying, the time is fulfilled, and the kingdom of God has come near. Repent and believe the good news. The Gospel of the Lord. Please sing. Listen, listen, God is calling through the word inviting, offering forgiveness, comfort, and joy. Listen, listen, God is calling through the word inviting, offering forgiveness, Comfort and joy. Help us to be faithful. Standing steadfast. Walking in your precepts. Led by your word. Listen. Listen, God is calling. Through the word inviting. Offering forgiveness. Comfort and joy. Listen. Listen, God is calling. Through the word inviting, offering forgiveness, comfort, and joy. 
Perhaps you have seen the meme sweeping across the social media this week after the snowmageddon we've experienced down here in Texas. It depicts the state flag and says, we Texans have lent covered. We've given up heat, water, showers, and groceries. We do things big in Texas, even for Lent. But do not bother looking up Lent in your Bibles or your Bible dictionaries. You won't find it there because there was no such thing back then. While there is some evidence that the earliest Christians fasted the 40 hours between Good Friday and Easter morning, the tradition of the 40 days of Lent did not arise until quite some time later, about the third century. I imagine that's what happens when that initial adrenaline rush of Christianity was over was that people began to realize Jesus' return was not as imminent as they thought and Christians got a little relaxed about their faith. Episcopal priest Barbara Brown Taylor muses that the people put up a wooden cross on the wall or perhaps hung one around their neck and settled back into the comfort of their daily routines. Soon they felt more reassured by those comforts than they did by following Christ when they came to a crossroads. Soon they felt more secure in their stuff than they did in the stuff of life. Soon they decided there was no contradiction between being comfortable and being Christian, so much so that it was eventually difficult to pick out the Christians from the rest of the crowd. You would no longer know a Christian by his or her love or devotion to the poor or radical justice. So somewhere along the line, someone figured that it was time to call Christians back to reality. And the Bible offered some good clues about how to do it. The Bible, while saying nothing about Ash Wednesday, had plenty to say about ashes and repentance. The Bible, while saying nothing about the 40 days of preparation for Easter, had plenty to say about periods of 40 in the wilderness. So the church announced a new liturgical season and called it Lent from the old English word Lenten, which means spring. You might think of it as a sort of spring cleaning for your spiritual house. So during Lent, we clean out the clutter from our spiritual closets. We sweep our souls for cobwebs and remember that we are nothing but dust ourselves. Lent gives us 40 days to remove the material comforts of life so that we can truly take comfort in God alone. Lent gives us 40 days to fast and subsist on nothing but God's grace. Lent gives us 40 days to pray and give up the illusion that we are in control. Since the introduction of Lent in the third century, the church has kept at it. It's ironic, perhaps, that the church never gave up on this season marked by giving things up. So yes, 
now Lent is once again upon us. And it begins appropriately with a story about 40 days, with a story about subsisting on nothing but grace, with a story set at the crossroads of life, the crossroads of Jesus' own life. The first Sunday of Lent always begins with the story of Jesus and the temptation in the wilderness. And as Mark tells it, his hair is still wet from his baptism by John in the Jordan. No sooner did he come up out of the water than that same spirit he saw descending like a dove on him drives him out into the wilderness. In that baptismal moment, God had said, you are my son, the beloved. With you, I am well pleased. But the wilderness would be the place to define what that meant exactly. Jesus' time in the wilderness with its lingering loneliness and aching hunger and dehydrated dry dust would be the defining moment telling us who he was and whose he was. Seeing those two paintings you just viewed by James Tissot back to back remind us that the baptismal assertion at the Jordan River was at a crossroads with the devil's temptations in the wild wilderness. Jesus may have been in a deserted middle of nowhere, but he knew he was at a crossroads, a crossroads where the kingdom of God met the kingdom of evil. And this is where Jesus' ministry begins, with this choice and which way Jesus would follow. If you view Lent, as most do, as our own journey of sorts, you can see then that it also begins with a crossroads. The ashes marked in a cross on our foreheads the other night remind us of the way we are to follow. I imagine we wouldn't need it marked black and bold on our foreheads if it was easy to remember, if it was effortless to do, if it was an obvious choice, if it was a way well-worn. If you view Lent, as most do, as our own journey of sorts, you can see that it begins with our own crossroads. This year in particular, I sense this palpably. Most days, provided there's not a snowmageddon, feel like we are in a deserted place. And the desert is quiet, too quiet. Quiet enough that you start to hear all the voices as you sit at the crossroads. The voice that tempts you to turn away from God and toward more tangible security and money and things. The voice that tempts you to believe that you are just not enough, not good enough or smart enough, not beautiful enough or strong enough. The voice that tempts you to believe that you could not possibly be God's beloved child. 
though it may have been a bit since we ourselves were baptized, Lent reminds us that our hair is still wet from our baptisms, that we are still dripping with God's grace. Our time in this Lenten desert with its lingering loneliness and aching hunger and dehydrated dry dust is a yearly defining moment asking us who we are and more importantly, whose we are. We may be in a deserted middle of nowhere, but we know we really are at a crossroads. A crossroads where the kingdom of God meets the kingdoms of evil. And this is where our discipleship begins. With this choice of which way we will follow. Jesus' way or our own way. There is, of course, just one small difference between Jesus and us. We are not him. We cannot follow him perfectly. We choose the wrong way frequently. We get turned around and the cro- at the crossroads continuously. And sometimes we get so immobilized that we just fall down at the intersection and get repeatedly run over by life. Thankfully, we are not as alone at the crossroads as you might think. We walk with Christians from around the world and can spot the footprints of those who have gone before us, who have walked this way for generations. We travel with those who have followed the way of Jesus as he led them through this crossroads. Just as Christ was attended by angels, We are accompanied by these Christians from around the world throughout time and space who have taken up the disciplines of Lenten discipleship, that fasting, prayer, and charity. In high school, I had a good friend who grew up in a non-denominational sort of hellfire and brimstone kind of church. And he lived in constant fear that he couldn't measure up to the life of discipleship. And rather than feel surrounded by that great cloud of Christian witnesses who had walked this way before us, he felt plagued by them and their perceived perfection. He felt that he was constantly at a crossroads, but always choosing the wrong way, always wandering from the path, always alone. Though my Lutheran theology taught me better, I found that I could still often relate very well to those feelings. And in those moments, it was important for me to remember what I had been taught, but was still learning to accept and believe and to share that same good news with my friend. No, We are not at this crossroads alone. For Christ himself, Emmanuel, God with us, walks alongside us. 
No, Jesus is not with us to berate us for our stumbles. Rather, he is with us in our fear. He loves us despite our weakness. He claims us as followers of the way in spite of our stumbles. He saves us because we cannot save ourselves no matter how hard we try. Christ willingly traverses our crossroads. And rather than scold us for our shortcomings, Jesus points us to God, who is steadfast and merciful, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love. So when we've tried and tried and tried to no avail, we remember that Jesus stretched out his arms, making for us a crossroads through the wilderness with his very life. Amen. We sing.
Let us pray to our Creator God, who hears all our prayers of pain, of doubt, of fear, and of hope in God's promises. God of presence, these Lenten weeks remind us that disappointment, loss, pain, and grief are not new things under the sun. Remember, Lord, they are new to us. Send the Holy Spirit to encourage and settle our troubled minds and bodies. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayers. God of comfort, beyond our own daily needs, we know many people around us are hungry, homeless, and at a loss about how to help themselves. Give us the capacity, Lord, to fully imagine living on the streets, looking for safe shelter and food every day, and surrendering to desperate actions in order to survive. Direct us to our role in whatever ways we are able to feed the hungry and house the homeless. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayers. Lord of all nations, each day we rise in a country filled with fearsome tensions and threats. Your grace can restore us, Lord. Your mercy can heal us. Break our hearts of stone and gentle our voices. Break the darkness of our minds and fill us with your light in all we say and do. We long for your goodness and righteousness to steady our leaders and secure the foundation of our country. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayers. Healing God, we are so thankful for the miracle of medicine, especially in these months of COVID. We pray that all who suffer with illness and disease, our family members, friends, and those unknown to us may be healed through treatment. Thank you for the blessing of your doctors, nurses, aides, caregivers, emergency workers, and law enforcement who see so much that the rest of us do not. Keep them well and safe and banish all their troubled dreams and memories. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayers. Gracious God, for the kindness, compassion, and healing power of Christ your Son, even as he faced threats and attacks on his life, we thank you. We pray that his final suffering will forever remind us of his call to live kindly, generous, and courageous lives. Hold tight to us, Lord, as we try to follow your path through this world. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayers. Hold tight to us, Lord, as we try to follow your path through this world. All-knowing God, we lift these prayers of joy and concern from our congregation to you. We lift up prayers of thanksgiving for the birth of Mira Scott Turley to Ryan and Megan and big brothers Sam and Callan. 
We pray for those across our state who need shelter from the cold and running water. We pray for those in need of healing, especially for Jess, Mylan, BJ, Deanna, Yates, Karen, and Kevin. For those in treatment for cancer, especially Barbara, Bob, Doug, and Jane. We pray for those who mourn the loss of loved ones, especially Dennis Vanderwerf and the loss of his wife, Elna, and Benny Engelke and the loss of his cousin, Raymond. And for these things in our hearts and minds now. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. May your holy presence be with us and in us now and always, Lord. Amen. And the peace of Christ be with you always. Please share a sign of Christ's peace with those around you and with those you meet throughout this week. Your continued support of our ministries is greatly appreciated. Our 2021 special offering recipients are shown on your screen. Please mark any special Lenten offerings as such. To give to our ministry, please mail in or drop off your offering. You may also give online by visiting our website or by scanning the QR code seen on your screen. Together, we are forming faith from roots to fruit. Let us pray. Faithful God, you walk beside us in desert places, and you meet us at the crossroads, filling our hunger with your presence. Turn our hearts towards others, that we may use these gifts and our very selves to share the good news of Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. Let us pray. Faithful God, you walk beside us in desert places, and you meet us at the crossroads, filling our hunger with your presence. Turn our hearts toward others, that we may use these gifts and our very selves to share the good news of Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. Gathered by the Holy Spirit, we pray as Jesus taught. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins, as we forgive those who sin against us. Save us from the time of trial, and deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen. And receive the blessing. God bless you, that you may be a blessing in the name of the holy and life-giving Trinity. Amen. We sing.
You are my strength when I am weak. You are the treasure that I see. You are my all in all. Seeking you as a precious jewel. Lord, to give up I'd be a fool. You are my all in reminder before the dismissal to join us each Wednesday throughout Lent for our Wednesday episodes of Worship Where You Are. And now, go in peace. Remember the poor. Thanks be to God. Thank you for listening to our message today. We are Triumphant Love Lutheran Church and are affiliated with the Southwest Texas Synod of the Evangelical Lutheran Church of America. We are located in Austin, Texas. You can follow us on our website, www.tllc.org. We look forward to you seeking us out as our podcasts progress and further episodes are added. You have a great day, and may the Lord be with you.